Welcome to Missy Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama season midpoint finale recappy podcast. Yeah, I'm unclear. I actually don't think we did. I don't think we've ever done this for Shadowhunters. No, we've done recaps. I just don't think we did one for the actual end of season two. I don't think so either, because I think Riverdale came back and we were like, this time out so well, gotta go. No, we went directly from season two to season three. Riverdale did oh, that. Ass. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why we did that. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, no, but we're so we usually like to do these because it's nice to encapsulate everything that happened. Yeah, it's nice to stop and take stock. Yeah, it's like Shadowhunters ones are a bit smaller, especially because they have these these mid season finales that are very very seri- firm, like, very firm finales. This could be a season finale. Clary could be dead. Oh man, I She's love not dead. I love how they spent three episodes. Just they did. Well, Clary's gonna die. Well, Clary's gonna die. Well, Clary's dead. <laughs> like they just keep doing that. But like we understand how TV. Okay, so that is part of the problem with TV shows as a medium, right? Well, I mean, it's it's sort of the thing that comes from a lot of knowing seeing stories as a as a complete whole yeah like yeah we know clary's not dead for multitude of reasons uh one let's just go in in world we as watchers of the show and our consumers of the story understand that's not a very Satisfactory, satisfactory end, like, ending. What does that if Clary dies? And, yeah, what Cla- does that do for us to drive the narrative forward? Yeah, Clary and Jonathan, um, and people. And sorry, I will we'll keep on track. Uh, another reason is that we know, as television watchers, she's the, still the main character. Like yeah, the actress is. Still, the actress is still coming back. Uh, but a good show can still make can still understand how those moments affect an audience member and you know to be fair uh shadow hunters is a pretty good job of it by having it be about like you look at the people who are left behind the thing about death in any medium is that death is not about the character who's dying because that character is dead their story is done unless they're a ghost obviously you can look back on their story from that but but a death is a period yeah it is a it is a full stop at the end of a story for you to go back and reflect on. However, it is most effective of the people who are still alive. That's who That's who a death is for. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you're looking at a flow chart, mm-hmm. the death is a point where different paths get taken. Yes. The- However, if Clary and Jonathan die <laughs> and Lilith is sent back to hell and Valentine is dead. Yeah. There, there's no paths on the flowchart yeah, to there's take. There's nothing else to, else to do. So I, I don't think it was bad of the show to end on the cliffhanger of oh, Clary's dead. I, I wouldn't have because it's, it, it just goes too hard against what you know as an audience. It creates a dissonance. And I, I think, think what would be more interesting is if we see her up somewhere else. So yeah, yeah, like we we see how she survived that that way. We still know. Simon Simon's still going through the emotions of thinking he killed her. Jason still just thinks, came back to himself. Yeah, and he thinks that she's dead. But we also know that Clary, like for sure that Clary is something else is going on with her. And like we don't know what it is, but it allows but it gives you another like question other than just is Clary alive or dead? Like, because she's everyone knows she's alive. Everyone yeah. knows she has to be alive. Yeah. But like where is she? Yeah. Is, and I, I think they think they did. Where is she? Well, but not enough. Maybe. Like, the thing is, like, it could also just be... Because, you know, she could just push aside a piece of rubble and be like, I'm here! <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like... It's true. <laughs> we don't get set up, I think, a strong enough question when you, as the audience... And that's the difference when you're writing, to be like, well, an audience will assume things. And mm-hmm. do we just pretend... The audience wouldn't assume those things. Like, I think about movies where, like, the main character, especially superhero superhero movies, yeah. where, like, you know, there's a moment and you think, you know, Captain America is dead or something. And well, you logically know 
No, he isn't. A very good film and a very good story can still bring you into that moment because you are having empathy and understanding that it is a sad thing for everyone there. That's why, mm-hmm. in those, as I said earlier, those moments of of death and those moments of tension need to be focused on the audience. Or no, and the audience not being you, the audience being the people in the show. Who are observing the actions they're taking It's place. why the only ones I think that don't work is when, like, someone dies or might die, but there's no one there to see it. It's just like, I don't know, they fall off a cliff. Like the helicopter went down, (laughs) fell off a cliff, and then their hand comes back up. And there's like no one there to experience experience the dread with you because you, as an audience member, know like, yeah, well, he's not going to die there because I I know later on. There's still like 37 minutes of this movie (laughs) left, and that's not enough time for a new hero to take his place. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I know this. We're going to be talking about death in stories, and everyone's going to bring up obviously the first season of Game of Thrones or the first book of A Song of Ice and Fire. And yes, at this point, I cannot imagine that counts as spoilers. It uh, absolutely does not. Although, if you know Sean Bean's career, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but when um, but like Ned, yeah, Ned Stark dying, everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's not a thing that you expect." I'm like, "Here's the thing." It's like the end of the book and the end of the season. That is the time. I don't think the deaths in Game of Thrones, The Song of Ice and Fire, are as impactful or as like random as people think they are because the characters in that story are set. It's just that every character gets like an incredibly detailed backstory Mm. and he has many of them. So every character, when they die, you feel like you've really lost something. Yes. Yeah. But, like, really, yeah. there's a, still a bunch that, like, because he has so many characters and the voice is so passive, not passive, but omniscient mm-hmm. and objective over all of them, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, these, I'm just reading a textbook. That's why I never really got into it. It feels like you're reading a textbook. So when someone dies, you're like, hmm, Napoleon did lose that war. <laughs> you know what I wish with Shadowhunters? Yeah. Is I really, really wish they had killed... Um... <laughs> Oh, my God. Max? Yes. I was like, what is that terrible little boy's name? So, A, in the books, he's not terrible. But, hey, y'all, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. Please skip ahead an indeterminate amount of time. (laughs) Hey, Kevin, can you please insert how long we'll discuss this for? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Skip ahead to, like, 1030. Okay. So, in the books, um, essentially what happens is the Valentine downfall happens in a completely different way. Yeah. It happens in Idris. Um, Sebastian has been like, dyed his hair black, and he's like, been hanging out. It happened Idris in the TV show as well. Were they in Idris? That's where the lake is. Oh, no, no, not that part. Oh. Um, So in like the lead up, they know Valentine's back. The fight on the boat has happened. Simon has become a... um, Daywalker. Daywalker. He's been imprisoned by the clave who wants to, like, investigate him. Yeah. They found about Jace's demon blood. They want to investigate him, too. Hodge is also in the guard because he thinks he's Valentine's best friend. Yeah. Remember Hodge? I liked Hodge. Hodge had a very interesting story that was cut short. Yeah, it was cut short. And so everyone is, like, in Idris, and um, Clary is there, and she's staying with the Lightwood kids who are staying with their friend, Aline. Remember Aline, Sebastian's cousin? Yeah. And Sebastian shows up. Yeah. And this is Jonathan with his hair dyed black. Yeah. And he has, like, too much interest in Clary. Like, at one point, he does kiss her. <laughs> yeah. No, and she's we, like, we, that feels wrong. We already agreed. <laughs> Um, he has too much interest. <laughs> he does have too much interest. But during the uprising, so yeah. Valentine essentially breaks Hodge out of the prison, mm. and he's going to, like, strike a battle with all of his circle bros and all of his... I don't even think he's made, like, dark shadow hunters at that point. No. Like, he's just, like, brought back his circle bros, yeah. and he's brought, like, some downworlders on side and some demons on side. Mm. And that's when Clary figures out that she knows how to make a ruin that yeah. will bind a shadow hunter to a downworlder, which makes both of them stronger. Yeah. And there's a big battle, but meanwhile, Valentine slips off, he goes to the lake, Yeah. Sebastian, and all of the things that happen on the show. Yes. Um. But during all of this, well, the attack on Idris is happening. The attack on Alicante, which is the first time it's ever been attacked. Yeah. But 
um, Valentine like took down the sigils on the walls. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. You know, I, I got it. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he left it open. Okay, he did the fantasy thing. Yeah, he op- he yeah he opened up the gate, so we get it. Yeah, yes. Sebastian's there. Yeah, and he kills Max so yeah. he can get away and join Valentine. All right, we're done. I don't actually even know what was spoiled, but welcome back. And I just think the show should have killed Max. I think if it killed Max, that automatically raises, like, all of the stakes and all of the danger. Mm-hmm. And killing Jocelyn did not do the same thing. No, because, like, she wasn't around for a lot of it. And it felt, I don't know, it it just didn't, there was something off about it. Yeah, if we want this world to feel dangerous, you don't kill the mom who's a trained shadow especially by having a demon possess someone even though demons can't possess yeah we already yeah we already figured that's the problem and we will talk about that (laughs) but i just like i feel like and i know um the max thing happened last season yeah but i kind of feel like not killing max like defanged the show and and like i i kind of get there's this (laughs) it is it is a rough call to be like we're going to kill a kid on the show. But I'm just going to say a lot of shows do, do that. I mean, a lot of things do that. And they just, and they just like, they're, they're, they try to be subtle about it. Like, well, you know. and I just kind of feel like they also like laid the groundwork to kill him. <laughs> when, when he got the hardest knockout in existence. Well, no, because so Max in the show is like very, very different than Max in the books. Oh, yes. Max yes. in the books is like a very bookish, like nebbish kid. He oh, bonds, this kid's a jock. Yeah. He like bonds with Clary <laughs> because he found a book and he doesn't know how to read it. And yeah. the book that he doesn't know how to read is a... um. A manga. Yeah. And she like teaches him how to how read, read it backwards. backwards. Yeah. And well, he does he doesn't have any training and he like just is like a sweet boy who just like loves <laughs> his family and would love to follow them, but they're like, No, no, you're a kid, be a kid. Yeah. T V show T V show Max is a jock. Yeah. Who cheats in his stuff. Yep, and thinks he's the best shadow hunter who ever shadow hunted. <laughs> so it's like they were laying up the things for him to die. But but the problem is that <laughs> that it, like he wasn't beloved enough i think by the audience i mean i don't know the audience at the time but he did not he did not pull any heartstrings he did not seem like a kid where i'm like yeah cool max you're doing your best he just seemed like a little jerk and every single time he talked to magnus he he had like the look of someone who was about to drop a slur like <laughs> right like, I was terrified every single time he had to talk to anybody. I'm like, this kid's going to say something vile. And I guess, like, and now we're supposed to, like, forgive Maris. And Maris is going to be a great love interest for Luke. <laughs> this show is great with pivoting characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very much like uh, Riverdale in that way. It truly is. They decide people are going to be together and yeah. they are going to be be together i mean we can talk a little bit about maris because this season uh well it began a few weeks we think after yeah no yes because clary became a full shadow hunter yes it it began with clary getting becoming a shot like an actual shadow hunter Mm -hmm. we at some point got uh magnus to clarify that him and alec had been dating for like two months which put a time on all of this yeah i mean two months feels right that's what we've been guessing about that's that's what we've been guessing it it's it's so it like that's the thing about a TV show is that because they go in seasons, they always feel longer than they are. Because it's been like three, two and a half yeah, if, years. If you're watching this on TV, you would have you would have had multiple years, and then they're just like, yeah, two months. Boy's been a crazy two months. Which is why a lot of TV shows do the summertime time skip. Yeah, like Stranger Things is time goes by between each season, mm-hmm. which helps because they're also children. Like it, it's a little bit more easy to get away with when everyone's, all everyone's in like their twenties, where like your look has kind of stabilized. Yeah, because I will say like these kids yeah do look pretty much the same from season to season exactly yeah you know no you, you put on a, you do enough makeup you do the same makeup yeah the continuity like we haven't noticed any glaring continuity things to be fair i also haven't been looking but i haven't even noticed anyone like get a haircut like like the only 
Like the only glaring continuity thing you could make an argument is a continuity thing is that their um their runes and their weapons change between one and two. And I'm just gonna give that to them. They got more I, money. Good I, for them. I am actually happy they didn't try to explain it. <laughs> they didn't try to do something where they're like, Well, thank you. Well, hard. We got these new swords. Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no just no, 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 no. Your budget got upgraded. They it's always fine. looked like this. And I do actually appreciate that with all that. I think we mentioned at some point that all of their runes now look like tattoos. Yes. Um, but the circle still looks like a horrible burn scar. Okay, so uh, um, audience, just for like, if you're listening to this like in the future, timeline wise, yeah. the newest book in the um, Chain of um, Gold series, which is the Edwardian Shadowhunters book series, yeah. the newest book Chain of Thorns came out. So I reread Gold and Iron, and I'm reading Thorns right now, um, which has just like reminded me of various Shadowhunter lore. Yeah. So there are. I think I've been like shining about the ruins a lot. There yeah. are permanent ones, and I think I have said that. And the yeah. permanent ones are the ones that look like tattoos. Okay, so there are some like tattoo ones. Yeah, um, I don't think any shadow hunter would ever put one on their neck. <laughs> so I don't know why every single one of our characters have them on their necks. Yeah, everyone ha- has at least one somewhere. I mean, Clary has the least because yeah. she hasn't been a shadow hunter that long. Um, um, but the show did make all of them permanent, except for the circle one. I don't know. Well, the circle one is just hidden. It is permanent. It's just hidden. They've glamoured it, like super glamoured it. I guess. Super glamoured. Because, I mean, no, there's the glamour that even shadow hunters can't see through. There's like levels of glamour, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and I guess it's quite common that you would get like the voyance rune, which is the seeing through glamour's rune well, you, 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 on your hand. You clearly want, if the runes have to be activated... Well, no, no. If they're on your body, I think I think the idea. This is not me not not reading yeah. it. This is just me guessing. Permanent runes are always active. They're on your body. Yes. All right, and the ones that are temporary that you just want to like pop up every so often. Those are the ones you have to draw on. And you could like choose to get different ones permanent. Like I guess there are some people who have like permanent strength ones. I mean, that would make sense. It probably would be more tiring or something. Yeah. Like there'd probably be a balance there. And you could choose like you would have your permanent strength rune, and then for like a special situation, you'd be like, I also want two temporary strength runes. Yeah. Thank you. you. Yeah. You give some boosts up there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that makes sense. But in this one, it is they are all permanent well they're not all permanent they're all on you but you have to activate activate them them. because there's a lot of times they just take the stele especially the healing one take the stele lift up someone's shirt rub it over over. rub it over where the where the where the rune is and then they'll heal up like they're they're just already pre-written which is funny because then there doesn't seem to be a point in memorizing runes like yeah because they're on you permanently the only one you need to memorize is unlock because that's the only one you have to draw on something. Every other one, you're just like, well, I did it once. Yeah, so just rub your stele over it. I don't even have to know that. I could just go to someone else and they could draw it on for me, which is what happens with Clary. Which then makes me like think more about like the activation. Do you have to see the ruin? Like, you know, if Jace has like his Irazzi is like on his pack, do you always have to like rip his shirt open to activate his Irazzi? I, I don't think. I think... I mean, it's hard to tell. Obviously, they never said that. Um, I would think that you would that they lift up so they can see it, so they know where it is. Or, but the, whenever they do that, usually that's them like showing to someone else. Yeah. And I think maybe the stele doesn't work through clothes, so they have to like at least have like stele touch it. Or yeah. Something. Anyway, like none of this is really important. I just wanted to like clarify to the audience that I was. Wrong. Well, I mean, this, this there season, are permanent ones. You know, and this season also the runes are something important because because Maris gets hers removed partway through the season mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> she's the only character we care about. I, Robert has not been seen. <laughs> so in the series I'm reading right now, they like threaten someone with getting deruined. Yeah, what this person has been doing is like for like. 20 years she's been like actively working against the clave like poisoning her children consorting with a greater demon like doing all (laughs) kind of nonsense and the first thing they do is they're like maybe we'll just send her to where the iron sisters live (laughs) and then she escapes from there yeah she kidnaps a child yeah a lightwood child yeah okay little baby three-year-old tries to put a rune on him which will kill him because he's too little yeah burns him terribly um continues to consort with a greater demon yeah um has like 
gotten the greater demon to give her daughter a power to like manipulate all men okay has right. like taken gifts from the greater demon has done necromancy yeah doing Real, a lot of stuff really bad stuff yeah. and at that point they're like maybe we should derune her and does it clarify what that would do so it's essentially I, I understand that maybe it's like us like slang like i mean they do will yeah so rune, they will it, remove her permanent runes. yeah but it does other things it's like well. ostracizing right okay. so she excommunicating probably excom- yeah very catholic she won't have access to estelle if mm-hmm. someone were to like be found putting a ruin because obviously she can still like have ruins okay yeah they don't make her not a shadow hunter yeah but if someone were to because that feels like that's impossible. But if someone were to have like found yeah. putting a rune on her, then that person would also be deruined. Yeah, like the thing, the thing that bugs me with the Maris situation is that um, she got deruined, and I don't know what that means. Like clearly, the other stuff happened. She's been excommunicated, yeah. despite the fact that she actually is still able to call people. Like, she she called all those shadow hunters. She called a lot. Like she, she's really good friends with the man that Robert cheated on her with. Yeah, specifically, she can still talk to people. So maybe it's just the she doesn't have a stele. Yeah. But like, and can some people she, look at her askance sometimes. Yeah. Can she? No, I don't mean legally. Legally, yes, I understand. She can't put a rune on herself. Mm-hmm. Physically. I think physically you can. No, no, I'm not talking about in the book. I'm talking about in the TV show. In the TV mm. show, because they, Could keep, Maris do they it? keep treating shadow hunters like it's a job that she got fired yeah, from. Yeah, so I think legally and and like and physically she cannot. Well, because like especially because of how they're like, oh, you have to be immortal. You're just being immortal now. I'm like, but she's not immortal. She's like, a- like, doesn't she still have all the other shadow... Like, are, are shadow hunters not naturally a bit more resilient? Yeah, they are. Stronger, yeah. better reflexes. So she is still... She still has those She's things. still, like, a superhuman. Yeah, she's not as super but, as the superhumans we've met. doesn't seem to be how the show is treating her. The show is, seems to be treating her as if she is no longer a shadow hunter. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> shadow hunter by nature, not just shadow hunter by... Yeah. Job. Job. <laughs> Profession. Uh, it would, would be like if in Lord of the Rings, uh, though technically, hang on, I'm good to Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say it's like in Lord of the Rings, they're like, you're not an elf anymore. But doesn't actually, like, Ar- Arwen give up her immortality to Yes. Be with? So if you are, from what I understand from uh-huh. reading The oh, Hobbit man. and the first Lord of the Rings and then, like, listening to a lot of podcasts. Oh, man, some Tolkien's going to get at us. But, yeah, I know. go for but, it. But, no, um, you know the guy um, Elrond? Yeah. Elrond had a twin. Yeah. And Elrond and his twin are half-elves. Yeah. And Elrond chose to be an elf. Mm-hmm. And Elrond's twin chose to be a man. Oh, so because she's a quarter-elf or she's half-elf again. Yes, I think that's what it is. Okay, so when you're half-elf, you can decide to go either way. Yeah. But if you're a full elf, they can't just be like, hmm. I mean, may, the, the, maybe the thing about, <laughs> the thing about Tolkien elves, I, it was bad bringing up Tolkien elves because Tolkien elves are weird. They also uh, maybe see the world as flat because they can sail somewhere that no one else can sail. <laughs> That's true. They can go there. <laughs> so I like, so I remember someone being the theory that the reason that elves can see so far is because they literally see the, perceive the world in a different way. Because <laughs> that's how um, Legolas could see like with his elven eyes. Is because the world is flat for him, so he doesn't have to worry about the curvature yeah, of the earth. Yeah, he can just keep seeing. Meanwhile, all the humans and dwarves are like, yeah, but the earth curves. He's like, not for me. And then he's like, no, nah, earth is flat. Now, I, I am reasonable. <laughs> no, I know I'm 100% correct about Elrond and his brother. Yeah. Okay. I know I'm correct about that. Okay, no, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but are you are you correct about Maris? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> what no. else happened this season? I mean, we got a bit more Ollie. Ollie, no, did Ollie appear this season? No. No, Ollie appeared last season. She appeared last season. We got, yeah, she, right, she was the, um. Because Raphael and Canto. She appeared the mid-season after the mid-season finale last season. That's what I mean by the, the end of these seasons feel like. The ends of the seasons. The end of seasons. Because she popped up halfway through last season, is still here. But the thing that I think she was made for was this season. So she could be. Yeah, so they did look ahead. Yeah, she's going to have. And she's a totally new character, not from the books. Not from the books. cops aren't really a thing in the books. Nope, Luke is not a cop. He's a bookstore owner. Um, And man, uh, it, it really feels like the show is tired of him being a cop, huh? It sure. They keep <laughs> trying to kick him out of his job. He, 
Like, it was useful, useful maybe for a while. The thing is that they keep also treating the shadow hunters like cops. And don't get me wrong, they're kind of cops. They're kind of, they're but, kind of cops. But like, I just, I can't get over. But, the but their job isn't to like solve demon crimes. Their job is to kill demons. Yes, they should be an army, not and, cops. And you need them not to be cops because you honestly, and I hate to say this. You kind of need the religious twist. Like, you need them to believe they are on a sacred mission yeah. from Raziel. Yeah. But, like, like the, sh- the show really wanted to just do, like, like very... A crime procedural with magic. Yeah. And they wanted to do very, like, aesthetically yes. faith stuff. But it seems like, yeah, the entire point is they're on, like, a holy mission. And they know the angel exists. They don't know about any of the other stuff, so they could do cool things in there. But like that's the that's the entire reason that it makes sense. Val- Valentine's entire thing makes sense because he's a religious fanatic. Mm-hmm. He he believes that their job is to kill demons, which is their job. He just also believes that should include downworlders. Exactly. Like, and so the definition of the demon that's the, is he, the issue. He he is supposed to be a fundamentalist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he. The, fortunately, he didn't appear this season. This season was a lot of just a demon yep, doing stuff. A demon so we, doing, doing demon things, which, which is maybe what made the more like crime procedural elements more jarring this season. Because <laughs> there was so much a demon and them trying to find a demon. Um, yeah. Simon also got his. This is where Simon got his Mark of Cain. Yeah. Yeah, and we got a lot of that uh, because you knew the stuff from the books. We talked about it, I think, a bit more than the show knew. Yes, I, I think so. Because we knew what the sevenfold damage, which be, turned out to be true. It, it was sevenfold. Yes. Uh, damage, which, you know, is cool. It's cool to see that. Simon was a real whiny child about it. <laughs> Yeah, he sure was. I'm not saying, like, yeah, it's cool. And I said it when it first appeared. It's fun because he is someone who is, like, the utmost aggressive pacifist. Like, he does not ever want to hurt anyone. Which is why him becoming a vampire... Should be interesting. (laughs) But notably... I don't think they ever really touched on that. Well, except for what they kind of did with the Heidi thing, which, I mean, obviously, again, with the Heidi thing, they're taking a plot from the books that is grosser mm-hmm. um, because the characters in the books are younger. Yeah. They're 16. Yes. And he has this 14-year-old groupie mm-hmm. who follows him around. Yeah. And he gets overcome with bloodlust. Yeah. And bites her. And then she is, I think it's Camille. I think it's Camille. Yeah. Who ends up actually killing her. Yeah. And they like took that Maureen thing and we're like, well, we can't have Simon do that. Simon can't do something that bad. <laughs> yeah. So, so insta- he gets so- drunk on plasma. Yeah. And then she gets his blood in her somehow. Then another vampire kills, kills her. her. And then, then Raphael buries her, buries her like- to do the thing. He is so unrelated to her existence other than she had his blood in him. And like doing it something I'm not saying have him kill a 14-year-old groupie. Yeah. But I'm saying He could kill the 16-year-old though. He's 18 now. Yeah, I I'm just saying if you like take it close and he's trying to have a normal life, like he's a day later, so he gets back into his band. Like take it something closer to I I would say the problem was not that. The problem was was that he is someone who is so who's so pacifistic that he doesn't want to hurt anyone. Not like him freaking out because he might have killed someone is fine. Everyone should freak out if you might have killed someone. Yeah. But he at no point we didn't get a lot that he was like worried about ever hurting someone. Well, that's that is why he had to and he, well, this, be he, more actively involved he, in Heidi dying. And he should have been. Well, I, yes, maybe. Um, I just think he should have been more freaked out every time he had to every time he had to hurt someone. Not kill. It didn't need to go to kill. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Heidi story involves someone dying. So at some point, that would happen. But, like, I don't know. Would To have this part here where he's, like, worried that if anybody tries to, like, flick him, he'll, like, break their hand needs to be brought up to the fact that he does not want anyone to get hurt. But doesn't it make more sense if you have him have the storyline where his bloodlust his blood overcomes him and he actively hurts someone yes yeah 
Um, and so that's why I'm saying to take yeah. from the original Maureen story. Well, you know, and what I was saying is the problem with the TV show is that he actively did bite Heidi. Like he did. He but, he, but he didn't do it from his bloodlust. He did it because he was drunk on plasma. I mean, and I, I feel like that takes something away from. I mean, my problem would, would have been that he should have still been freaked out over the thought of him biting someone, whether or not she died. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're essentially yeah. the thing is we're talking about two different things. No, I, I think what I'm saying, because yeah. I hear what you're saying, what yeah. I'm saying is um, he can excuse the Heidi thing. Yeah. Because he did hurt her, but yeah. he did it while he was all drunk on plasma. Sure, yeah. Whereas with the bloodlust thing, he doesn't have that excuse. He can't say, I don't, I didn't remember it. All he can say is, I was overcome by this thing inside me that I can't control and I yeah. actively hurt someone. And he does, like, before he even knows that Maureen is killed by Camille and yeah. brought up to be an insane person who takes over from, from Camille. Yeah. For him, the fact that his bloodlust overcame him and he injured someone, yeah. that is what breaks him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fine. And so I don't know why they didn't take that part of the story. They took the other part. <laughs> yeah. Well, probably because they were trying to, the, around the time he was doing that, we're, I, we definitely didn't talk about season two because we're dipping back into season two. So yeah. we're going to do some of that. Um, it's because they were trying to do a parallel between him and Izzy and his mom. They were they really yeah. they really wanted to do addiction. They wanted to do addiction, and they wanted to do that versus wanting to do like rage, I guess. Because there's not really a thematic thing with rage. They went too hard into trying to find those parallels. Um, yeah. yeah, and that brings us back to was making Izzy addicted to Yenfen useful? <laughs> they. Yeah, they constantly do that. And the the thing with the addiction thing is that like that could be a very that's a fine story to do. Like, sure, absolutely do that. But it doesn't feel like it impacted in the way that it should have, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm like hesitant about any storyline that takes a main character away from Well, especially the main storyline. Especially since this season. So this season, the obviously the big ending for Simon for his whole arc was that Heidi was released to go mess with him because <laughs> because, <laughs> because uh, Lilith, Lilith was did... irrationally afraid of him. Man, I not irrationally, but no, no, irrationally. Yeah, because once again, her her entire thing leading up to his the big confrontation was oh no the daylighter the daylighter the daylighter like he could some like there's a magical connection but no literally she was like oh no if i punch that man too hard i will die <laughs> yeah like I, I i thought if he got up there he would like affect the ritual or there was like a prophecy that a daylighter could permanently kill lilith like there'd be something like that but she just hits she gets angry <laughs> Hits him too hard. And then and gets uh, dissolved. Like, if he walked up there, grabbed Clary, and Clary was like, yeah, no, let's do go. I don't care about what's going on here. Then it would have been fine. <laughs> like, yeah, it was all Lilith's fault. Or, or if Lilith had just chilled and grabbed him, like, rather, or just maybe didn't even try to do her full power. Like, I understand Character wise, I understand character. I understand the Clary. She can't control herself. Clary played on her. She like, loves Jonathan so much. With, a, with Jonathan, but you had already set up well, that the daylighter was a threat to her. Well, and also, <laughs> if she had not set Heidi free and messed with Simon and his life and his family, he. I mean, who knows what he, state he would have been? Well, in. he may not have been the one who went up there. They may have sent Jace up there, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean. Who knows? They may have been trying to still keep Simon away from mundanes yeah. who could accidentally punch him and then get sevenfold killed. Yeah, I mean, clearly, I mean, the thing is, like, obviously, Clary was already kidnapped by uh, Lilith at that time. And, you know, he'll just, like, run over because it's Clary. Yeah. Because it's Frey. Uh, but I don't know. It just It's just funny that that is how it turned out. There was There was no... There was no climax to that worry of hers where she spent like the she said the only thing she was worried about when everyone attacked was the daylighter. The only thing. <laughs> and it just it was so intriguing when you're like, how? Because Simon's just sort of like, 
Like, what more is there to his daylighterness that could affect this greater demon? And what if he had seen her and, like, something had, like, opened up from his forehead, a bright light from his yeah, like, like, like forebearer what? cane? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. What if Adam was... Yeah, his his his, his Cain's dad's ex-girlfriend. Right? What, like, I don't know, something. But instead, it was literally just that she was re- she realized, I'm going to punch that man. <laughs> Well, she does like to punch everyone. Um, but yeah, so he, that's Simon's entire arc was that he got his uh, secret revealed to his family. And For the we, second time. Yeah, this time, though, it was a lot more, uh, I mean, because someone actually, like, it wasn't just him being weird to his family. Yeah, someone actually got someone, hurt. Someone like, actually, like, threatened his family. And we already talked about how I feel like there must be a cut scene there where Heidi learned that he was starving because the plot being really based around on that. Yeah. Cause like he literally went to his sister in the hospital where she has blood pumping into her body. And, and he was like, like Oh no, I so, love you. So he was just hungry. Like the, the, the entire well, crux of that story was he worked too hard and was hungry and was hungry. And he hurt his family because Heidi was involved. If he wasn't hungry, nothing would have nothing would have happened. Um, but his we speaking of addiction, we know that his mom's big background is that she she was an alcoholic. Yes, and they do allude to her not being a great mom while she's an alcoholic. Yeah, which is fair. That'll happen. Yeah, no, that'll absolutely happen. Uh, so it so we talked about this when it happened. But when you're doing, like, a bunch of storylines about addiction and how addiction can hurt other people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they kind of paralleled his vampirism with addiction. Yeah. That's really what they were doing in that earlier bit with um, Heidi. Like, they had to give it plasma so it was, like, you know, higher grade blood. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think they were trying to do yeah, that. Yeah, but really that's because he's a vampire. So to do now where his mom... Man, it's talking about his mom is so hard because like you can both understand the idea of like yeah, you're freaking out, but she's way too aggressive on her son. So quickly. So quickly she is aggressive. Well, and especially being the type of mom she has been throughout the entire other yeah. showings. Yeah. And with her like not knowing mm-hmm. what he's been up to. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we're watching the show. We see that the darkness around Simon is escalating. Yeah. But, sh- but, but like, as far as she knows, he's in a band. He he's has off a girlfriend. School. He's at school. She thinks yeah. he's at school. So there is no reason. Yeah. And this is obviously a very stressful situation. But to very clearly in that scene, choose one child over the other. Well, especially when Becky is so chill about it. Oh, Becky, like, Becky, the one oh. who was actually attacked. And yeah. then then maybe, like, when he saw her at the hospital, she'd be a bit more chill. But no, she thinks he came back to kill her. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's so hard to talk about, but it's just, it feels unfair on her part. Yeah, what I will say is I feel like this is the type of storyline that is better served by a show where Simon is the main character. Yeah. And we have more time Digging into this and building this because yeah. Simon is honestly he shouldn't be, but he and Izzy are secondary characters on yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, because they're secondary characters, the whiplash is just too. Yeah. Well, since they're secondary characters, and we haven't even talked about the main characters yet. I think <sighs> we should go through Clary and Jace's storyline because remember Jace began this whole thing th- having nightmares about killing Clary, which I still think is such a weird manifestation yeah that's what so it did Lilith just tell him like think about the worst thing you can do well so okay he was possessed at some point we actually don't know the exact point it's actually very confusing he came back and then remember he vomited outside the oh that's right yeah he, yeah like, it felt like and then didn't like i i thought this might be me just remembering. Did light shine out of his body or something crazy happen? Or he, he like fell to his knees outside the Hunter's Moon. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they had figured out what happened to him at that point. Which is funny because this is kind of a plot from the book. So I really, I they so 
<laughs> so strongly back themselves into a corner. <laughs> They're like, oh, we got to do this very big plot point for the book, but we don't know how to okay, do it. Okay, but the thing is, in the books, he's not Lilith's owl. Yeah. So um, Lilith does, book spoilers. Yeah. Lilith does bring Jonathan back to life. Yeah. But the person who possesses him is actually, like, it's when Jonathan is back to life. Yeah. Jonathan, like, convinces um, Jace to, like, do his bidding and he doesn't always remember things. And then Jonathan and Jace, like, run off together and they're living in a, an apartment that is owned by Valentine that can move anywhere. Yeah. But, like, this whole owl thing is not when he gets possessed. But yeah. they obviously, like, wanted to do that. Yeah. I... And I mean, like, like, like it's it's a fine storyline to do. Like, like, if you want to, like, adapt and change some things up, doing him getting possessed by, I guess, the Queen of Demons, like, during the Jonathan resurrection thing. Yeah. If, if you want to make the Jonathan resurrection thing its entire arc. Yeah, more active, like, then absolutely do yeah, it. Yeah, like, I think that's just fine. But it's, he got possessed at some point, And while he was in this pseudo-possessed state, like, come on, there's two possessed states he was in. Yeah. Pseudo-possessed. Where, like, he could only be possessed while he was asleep because he loved Clary too much when he was awake. Yep. Um, and then super possessed because he forgot about Clary. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I, I'm going to get to something. I'm going to lead up to something. Um, so he got – and during his, like, pseudo-possessed state, he when, when he was the owl, sometimes he would have nightmares – that he was killing Clary. But sometimes he they were just He knew what nightmare. the owl was doing, didn't he? No. He never he was never there for the owl. Okay. What, I'm, what I was saying is that sometimes he would have the nightmare. Then he'd wake up. And then specifically, Clary came in. So which means he was actually in bed having that nightmare. Let's if he was the owl and then he came, came back. back. And then Clary came in. Because remember, he had a dream where Clary came in and he killed her. Then Clary actually came in and we yeah. had that shot from like... Really high up above. Oh, yes. That's right. When we learn that he sleeps in a... He sleeps underneath, like, a tunnel. Yeah. Uh, so, like, there's that one. And that's the one where also he, at some point, passed out at the club and thought he was fighting Jonathan yep. in the back room, uh, but was actually outside. And then, finally, when he was fully owled, then he was locked in his own brain. Yes. And he knew what the owl was doing then. Yes. Um, the potion... That yes. uh, Lilith got Lilith from Magnus got was only for the owl because the potion was supposed to make Jace fall out of love with Clary. Mm-hmm. Why would he care about killing her repeatedly in his brain if he was still in love with her? Why would he immediately rush up? Like, I understand also, yeah, you can still be friends with someone. But he, but the idea of the whole potion was that you had never, like, you have no feelings toward that person one way or whatsoever. The series, the the season seems to end with him still being in love with Clary. Like, that is the feeling on his face when he runs upstairs. Well, like, no, when Magnus came back and used his dad's power. He, he all, oh, so he just did both of them at yeah. once. Okay. I guess that makes sense. However, Jace, when being locked in his own brain, did have many, many dreams of killing Clary over and over. Maybe maybe we thought he was freaked out because he was killing Clary. He was mostly freaked out because he was just killing a person. No, I think <laughs> the way that the potion worked is it doesn't actually make the love disappear. It just, like, smushes it down inside yourself. And when Jace becomes only his subconscious. I don't know. Magnus was really clear that, like, you got to be careful. Sometimes the pain is worth it. And this potion will completely remove all emotion. It's like you never... Did never remove loved, it. Like, it was too... Like, Magnus was too... Maybe Magnus was lying to, like... Maybe Magnus doesn't <laughs> understand how his spell works. In terms of what it actually does is just, like, shoves it down to a little part of get, your brain. I, I do love how he's like, well, we got to free Jace. And I guess also I should probably like he did spend some time trying to reverse the the, the love potion. But, yeah. But the the outspoken reason that why Or the show forgot how their own love potion worked. <laughs> why like, he went into the, yeah, this, oh it was an owl thing. Okay, that's the other thing. Yeah. To think about to the show forgets how it works. Yeah. There is no way at all last season when they brought up the wish, yeah. there was only one wish. <laughs> No. They 100% came up with that idea this season. Yeah. When they realized they needed a reason. For Clary to get arrested. For Clary to reveal. Yeah, I guess for her to get arrested. Yeah, that's No, they needed a reason for Clary to reveal that Jace had been. Oh, I don't know. No, it it was was so she could get arrested. 
They yes. they wanted to put Clary in the guard, so she because it would be very like so that way she would have to talk to Valentine or something like that. But yeah, because like the the wish being the only wish, mm-hmm. like because that, that's it, it being the only wish is not the reason Jay Scott um, possessed. Possessed. I guess maybe that you could you could make an make an excuse for like well it had to be the only wish so that. Clary wouldn't and Clary and Jace wouldn't immediately say he was brought back. But like I in, feel like there are easier explanations well, for okay, like why so you want to tell again, someone. books. Yeah. They don't tell people that he died because he's like, I don't want people to know that I died. Yeah. What if there's something wrong with me? Yeah, I think it's perfectly reasonable to be like, I don't want people to know I'm resurrected. Because she does event once she decides, oh, someone needs to know about this, mm-hmm. she tells it. Everyone. Well, and like in the books, <laughs> the protection spells are a thing that everyone knows about. Yeah. But he doesn't think he needs new protection spells because he got them when yeah. he was a like he doesn't. He, it doesn't ever even cross his mind. I mean, the the, sh- the show was already messed up by when Alec got possessed and oh, killed. Yeah. Well, not when just all Alec, of the shadow when hunters. All got the shadow hunters got possessed by just one ra- random demon, not a greater demon, just a random demon yeah. that just like like to go around and make shadow hunters kill each other. Well, Valentine. Told him to. That's yep. That's how Valentine did it. Well, okay. So it makes sense if you die and you're brought back to life by an angel, you might not want to tell people. Yes. Yeah. I th- I think I think that's perfectly reasonable. The, the setting up this one, because once again with the one wish thing, we go back to the idea that I don't think these angels want to win this war. Right. <laughs> it- I, the the wish. I mean, even a wish in of itself doesn't make sense. Like, how does the book? Well, you can just, like, I think they're more, like, chill wishes. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can wish to which, kill. Which, which is why what should have happened is when Valentine was, like, because he made a huge wish. He said, I want wish. you to kill everything with demon blood, all shadow hunters who do not agree with me. Yeah. And the, and the angel was, like, yeah, sure. Just, you know, give well, us some blood. And I think the thing is, like, people don't know exactly how the wish works. And Valentine in the books never gets to make the wish. Yeah. Clary kills him before he gets it out there. And, and, and then the angel's there and yeah. she's like, no, I do have a wish. Thank you. Yeah. And if there were, like, if they were, re- like, very hyper-religious, it makes sense that they might just be like, no, you can't just call. We can't just call an angel. We just call the angel to do stuff. Like. That's we can't do that. That's just not a thing you do. And then yeah, you can have people being like, we should use it, and being like, no, it's like a wish is too. Like Clary says, a wish is too power. Like yeah, there's like there's no there's not a good way to word something in a way that like might not have unintended consequences. It is a dangerous thing to do. Well, and I th- and even the angels can be like, it's a dangerous thing to do. And I think like in the books, there's a sense that they like. They know it's a thing you could do, but they don't like really believe in it. They're not saving it for a yeah. doomsday scenario. Yeah, they they gave they gave this the army of people not just the wish. They gave this like army in a losing battle against demons too many kill switches. They have the mortal cup, which can control demons. Not a thing in the books. They have the the soul sword, which can just kill every demon in its way not a thing in the books for all we know the the, the, mor- the, 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 mor- the mortal mirror can just like float up and drown all demons in the world <laughs> and they're just like no let's not do that <laughs> like they've this show seems to functionally not understand what what the stakes are they so truly like, don't like like for a show that is that is supposed Definitely the series should be at least some form of religious. The mm-hmm. show has a lot of a religious like stuff going on with it, but doesn't want to address that. But it feels like the writers are like, no, they're angels. They're all powerful. They'd never lose the demons. But the shadow hunters would. But the shadow hunters are supposed to be like working for the angels effectively. Right? 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 And this one had a lot of that because this we got a lot of Shadowhunter stuff this time. We got the Maris. We got a lot of Shadowhunter pol- politics. It, it's kind of like they took the source material yeah. and took, like, the base level and then didn't work to, like, scaffold their own stuff on top of it. Yeah. Like, I, I really feel like this season is kind of where things fell apart. <laughs> right? Uh, 
Is this season where things fell apart? I feel like last season was like much more fun. <laughs> there, there was the problem is that this season had more world building, and it felt like they tried to stitch together the show's world building and the book's world building, mm-hmm. and they weren't compatible. Mm-hmm. So you could see all the stitch marks. Yes, I agree. Yeah, there were things that they felt like obliged to do because they were hallmarks of the book series. And I wonder if after season two, which, as you said, like like season two was where Jocelyn died. Yeah, season two diverges. Yeah, so maybe they got a lot of responses from like book fans or people watching the show, and like, a lot of message boards of being like, "It's very different from the book." And rather than committing and being like, "Okay, it will be different from the book," but let's try to like match it up in other ways there's like okay so we got to pull back a lot of things from the book uh jace gets uh possessed, possessed. Um, um some stuff about like a lot of more a lot more shadow hunter politics um t- let's talk about getting deruined that's a th- that's a thing right oh let's bring valentine back for one episode yeah clearly clearly that's what yeah. people want people, people like want, valentine you want valentine to come back uh, more Jonathan. <laughs> make make Jonathan just slit and goo the entire time. Make the <laughs> ritual make some sense, but also no sense. Because, like, if I recall correctly, and I think... blood from 33 people who have killed a loved so, one. Oh, my God. That's... But, they, but they can... They don't, she doesn't need the people anymore. She just needs their blood. So they only have to do it once, but that one guy was going to go off to kill another loved one. And if they remain alive, they should give their blood more than once. I think. I think? I don't know, but we know 33 was an important number. And Ollie will be the leader of them, though she, I guess she is the 33rd. She was the 33rd. She was the 33rd. Yeah, yes. okay, that's fine then. Yeah, maybe she had special things. <laughs> um, and some of them have demons inside side of them, but some of them, yeah, those demons are just going to disappear. They are it's just kind of like cocoons. I mean, they did mention that, you know, demon, they do get demon cells. The, it bugs me a lot. That the owl didn't kill M- M- Morgan, the lady, you know. Yeah, I think her name was Morgan. Yeah. Didn't kill her. He just turned her back into a human. Turned into a human. But, like, they set up all- – clearly, you're like, oh, my God, the owl's going to kill her. And then when he – because they, they run – she's unconscious on the ground. They run inside and, like, mm-hmm. they're going to take a pause. And like, oh, she's going to be dead. But she's alive. And so we, at the time, I think, predicted, oh, Jace is, is taking control. He was able to at least work in a way that didn't kill an innocent person. That is untrue because Jace didn't even know he was the owl at that point. No, no, he did at that point. Did that, he? that was just, yeah, because that was, the, that was the episode where he became full owl. Okay. Yeah, that was right. That was the episode where he became full owl. But Jace is still not taking control. Well, no, no, it's not that because there was no, like... It was never mentioned again. There was yeah. no indication that Jace was able to, like, exert any sort of control. So it was just a weird choice. Weird choice. <laughs> That's the best thing I can, I can put it as. It was just a weird choice. That episode also had the moment where... No, that was no, that was last season. When Sebastian assaulted the exact same room. Oh, the yeah. Owl didn't assault it. He just walked in. Yeah. Because well, I was, was going to say it was when Sebastian assaulted the room and that one shadow hunter gave up oh god like he like 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 he, it's a job yeah like he was a you know a, a rent-a-cop who was like i'm not getting paid enough for this well and like certainly there are shadow hunters i'm sure historically who have been afraid <laughs> yeah but no. if you're a shadow hunter who is afraid you throw down your sword and you run away yeah. You don't do, well, we're not getting paid I, enough for this. I mean, I mean, he didn't say we get paid enough, but like there's, but, we, we, don't, we don't have to go over, we, we litigated about that last season. Um, I think, I mean, overall, if it's like this season, I think right, it was definitely a weaker one. It, yeah. This, this, the stitch marks really showed I think on the it. best season so far has been like 2.1. The first half of season two. That was a good one. I mean, that was the one that did the most diverging. Yeah, I know. But they were, like, confident in their divergence then. Yeah. They had a lot of, they, they had a lot of fun stuff there. It was when they were coming back after they all got some, like, you know, fancy new Money. swords and, and they, they, all this stuff. You was, know, I don't think Izzy was Yin Fenny much then. She got Yin Fenned because she was cut. Oh, by the by... demon that killed Jocelyn, wasn't she? Was that some demon attacked her real hard and she wasn't healing right from it. <laughs> and it wasn't healing right. So she got Yin Fend. 
I just, um, I wish the show knew what to do with her. It was, I mean, Alder Tree was definitely season two. Yes, he because was. Because Lydia was season one. Yes. Um, and he, yeah, yes. Uh, hmm. Because when did, because cause the, the la- it's season one, season 2.1 ended with the Soul Sword gang activated. Yes. And then season uh, 2.2 two. was Sebastian. Yes. Yeah. I didn't mind. Maybe I did mind Sebastian. <laughs> I don't maybe know, guys. It's it, it it it's complex. There's a lot of stuff going on. The first time I liked the show, I was like, "This is good." And now that I'm watching it again with like more <laughs> attention, I'm like, "Uh, the cracks, the cracks. They are cracks." Yeah, a lot of a lot of cracks form in it. Um, it's you know, it 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 was a fine season. There was some fun. Uh, there's some fun moments throughout it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of also just like wheel spinning. Like in in the book, I, I assume there wasn't a long period of time where they had to deal with someone trying to resurrect Jonathan. Jonathan was just resurrected. I think the fourth book is about resurrecting Jonathan. But there's okay. also like other things going on, like the fallout of Valentine. Okay. Yeah. And then I think John, if I recall correctly, I think then Jonathan's. Or maybe Jonathan's resurrected like halfway through the book and then Jace is all sketchy because he's under Jonathan's thrall. I'm not really sure. Because like there was some of the fallout of because the big thing at the end of um, season two was learning like was Malachi and his entire. Oh, yeah, that's not a thing. But uh, but the idea is that that still gave some fallout because it showed it showed the. Shadowhunters that the circle still had more influence than they were willing to believe because that's the really that is the reason why um, Maris and Robert. Well, I mean, Mar- hey, Robert ends up becoming the Inquisitor, so I don't know what this book is doing. <laughs> the show is doing well. The, the, what the show is doing is they don't care about Robert. Once again, the the reason actually that Maris got deruined was because they wanted to keep the character around. Oh yeah, and they couldn't like, think of a good and reason. And they didn't care about Robert, so Robert could keep his job. Because they, that way they could still be like, oh, yeah, Robert's over there doing his stuff. Yeah. Because if Robert also got deruined, he would also have to be more active in his children's life. Exactly. And they don't but, want that. But this, <laughs> they do not want him to be more active in his children. He needs to be over there with Max. But by <laughs> deruining Maris, they were able to be like, now she can be more active in her kid's life. She can be more of a presence in the series. Right. To be a romantic partner. Or to Luke. To because Luke. Because you killed his romantic partner. Yeah, because Luke needs a girlfriend, I guess. Like, he full-on marries Jocelyn in the books. <laughs> I like also now, now he's just like, Claire, my, my daughter, Clary, which is fine because we always kind of joke that, yes, yeah. Clary is his daughter. But, but he but never said that before this season. Yeah, it's too much for him to say to, the ca- to like, his lieutenant, I need to go daughter. help my daughter. And then have the chance that <laughs> your daughter who disappeared. Daughter who disappeared. Because there's too much baggage on Clary being his daughter. Because once again, she did vanish three months ago with her mother. Yeah. He was dead. He, he, they don't know she's dead. They don't know she's dead. Nope. They don't even know that Clary's alive. But he keeps... <laughs> him being a cop. This is what I'm going to fi- finalize with. He is the sketchiest cop in existence. And they don't know... And he's supposed to be really good at keeping... Like, his whole thing is secret. But he's not. He's so sketchy. It makes sense that it tur- he should be fired. It, he should be fired. Yeah. Like, like, like it's, it's pure corruption that's keeping him there. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely right. That what inter- corruption? It's absolutely right that internal affairs is like, this guy is definitely sketchy. He also, like, killed... The demon killer, but then the body vanished from the morgue. Like, what? what is happening? To be fair, he's not in charge of the morgue. That's the morgue's problem. The <laughs> NYPD needs to get it together. <laughs> the union needs to stop protecting him. So if you think the NYPD needs <laughs> to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. In the world of the Shadow Hunters, yeah, just in the world of the Shadow Hunters, we're not talking about real life. We don't need to bring that into this. Hit us up on the social media. It's podcast tell, Moa. Tells if the Shadow Hunters world should defund the police. 
Oh God! Before I, I forgot. I did that segue, but we have to tell them what we're doing in the upcoming. We, I, mean, I was going to let you do your do your thing, but sure, we'll do it. I guess before you do the the <laughs> housekeeping. Uh, yes. So Riverdale will return at the end of March, almost in exactly a month. Yep. Actually, yep. I think like a month minus a week. So not exactly a month. It'll return when it returns and we'll we'll be back on we'll be back on the riverdale beat at that point uh but we don't want to leave you with us doing nothing so we came up with a very special idea for an episode that will be as long as it is (laughs) it will Um, be a length of time we're gonna take a break next week but then the week after we're gonna come back and we're going to talk about the first season of shadow and bone and the first book in the Grishaverse universe, Shadow and Bone. Yeah. So we have both both to so both watch the series and read the book. Not not you. You as the audience. Yeah, you guys can just listen. Yeah, you can listen if you want, and we'll go through both this the entire series. So we're gonna try to discuss the entire series of uh Shadow and Bone, talk about it, talk about the book that it was based on. We'll and, do some compare and contrast. It'll yeah, be great. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that uh We'll see how that goes, but that'll be in, that'll be in two weeks. Yeah. So tell us how excited you are. We're co- podcast MOA podcast MOA at Instagram at Twitter and at Gmail dot com. And if you're excited for this new content, give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And uh, you can check out my books. They're available at kevinweirbooks.com. And I'm over at flimsyplan.com. And we will see you in two weeks for some Shadow and Bone. Ooh.